back to the Emergency Power Podcast. You haven't made it through another week. In fact, I hate to tell you this, but we were all destroyed in an extraplanar crisis, and we now exist in a frozen memory state of our last collective planetary consciousness, which amounts to us experiencing no change whatsoever. So sit on down and have an existential <laughs> crisis with us. But enough Umbrella Academy spoilers. Just say that tracks. <laughs> oh Just another God. Manic Monday. Oh my gosh. Oh, and I feel on that. I've been working doubles at work, so I am out of my mind. So this is going to be quite the episode. I'm here Fun for times. I'm ready to kill a particular tiefling. I don't know about you guys. I've hmm. been waiting three seasons for this. It's high on the priority list. Everyone is just going to stand back and watch. I want to see the, uh, the Jurassic Park-style tag team of Griffin 5e. Yeah, basically. From what I saw in the last combat and all the natural twenties you guys have, I don't even think anyone else needs the help. Those two are all suffice. burned out of them now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully you burned them off because I need that fight to actually be uh, interesting and not just he gets steamrolled by all the natural twenties. Nope. Speaking of steamrolled, poor Swarkus. Yeah. He got yeah. blown over by a giant laser. We don't even know what's going on with him you yet. Guys, maybe he's fine. <laughs> Left maybe. it on a cliffhanger. We haven't had time to he's yet. He's maybe not he's dead yet. He's wounded. He's maybe not yeah, dead you guys, Yeah, uh, you guys are going to have to find out. Maybe he's not quite dead. Pons his poor little brain and find out what's happening with that, that hunky cowboy. And... Yeah, yeah, because uh, Swarkus is not the only one laying on the ground right now. Oh, yeah. He's too pretty to die. <laughs> According to Foundry, I'm just taking a nap. <laughs> oh, that's good. Got a little bed icon. It's fine. I won't disturb you then. That's metagaming. We haven't even started the episode yet. How dare you? <laughs> well, I suppose it's about that time then, because we need to see how bad things are for everybody. About that time. That's fine. No, it's not. So let's get this started, shall we? Yes. I've been brought back to do another intro because apparently these synthetic moons are called the Quinessa moons instead of the Quessa moons. Something wrong in the script they sent me. Uh, I'm also apparently not being paid for this retake because rich people don't like paying others to do their work. They just expect it to be done simply because they're rich. So you're paid in exposure. That's the oligarchy. <clears throat> Quinessa Resort Moons, because it's much easier to look down on you from up on a moon, which they will be in the Tomes of Emergency Power, Volume 3, Chapter 6, and I will not be doing this again. Wait, I'm confused. <laughs> Is it Quessa or Quinessa? It's Quinessa. <laughs> Quinessa, okay. Wait, 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 I'm confused. Is it Quinessa or Quessa? It's Quinessa explains it all. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that's not the episode title. Is that's it? the episode title. Oh, right there now. it is. It right is. off the bat. All right, so I will update my notes again. <laughs> the cops of glowing trees sway gently in the recycled breeze, while smoldering ruins of several organic organisms lay strewn about nearby. The ground stands pocked with craters and large blackened scars across the grass. As the secondhand crew gathers themselves, an eerie quiet falls assisted by the silence of two party members not standing in the aftermath of the battle. 
Is everyone okay? I'm doing what I can to stabilize Pons. He's hemorrhaging. Swarkus! Swarkus is hurt. I run over to Swarkus. I can't do anything for him, but I'm going to check on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so you run on over to Swarkus and kneel down next to him. And you can see, even without a medicine check, which you're welcome to roll one if you want. Okay. Um, I don't have a med kit, though. Okay, that's fine. You can just kind of take a general idea what's going on in. Natural 20 for a 29. Whoa. What did I tell you about the natural 20? I'm what did I tell you about <laughs> the natural 20? No, they're, they're staying. <laughs> I've decided. I'm so tired of this. <laughs> okay, so with that, what you're seeing is their right leg is completely blown off. It's lying way over there. You need a medicine check for that? <laughs> oh, I'm getting to the more detailed part. This is from easy to hard mode. I can't tell what's going on. <laughs> Wait. Your arm. Why is it all the way over there? And on the bottom oh, of your body. There's an extra leg laying over here. Hold on. This goes. Oh, it's how does that song go? Wound. The leg bones connected. I can't remember. <laughs> Their armor is also melted in on them, and you see they have these oh. horrible third-degree burns, and they're missing a bunch of scales. You know, Swarkus already had an eye patch that's been burned away, and you can see Ooh, that yeah, they're, two missing, eye patches. they're missing <laughs> both eyes. Oh. Got a leg patch oh, now. No. Oh, but, no. Nothing a little magic can't fix. It's okay, yeah, guys. But the final uh. thing that you notice with that natural 20 is... Somehow they are still alive. Yeah! Swarkus wow. is alive! Somehow. But you don't have much time. It's good you ran over like immediately after the battle, but someone's gonna have to do something. Pons is still unconscious during this point. Um, yeah, it's taken a little time for Pawns to get back up because you're getting treated by a standard medical kit, which is like, That's I'm wrapping bad. bandages around the big brain. <laughs> you know how much bandages that takes? It's so much. 5e right, had to I'll, buy I'll, two extra kits just for that. Yeah, I'll lie there with a headache for a little while longer then. One roll of gauze just for pawns in my kit. So, yeah, Scriff has communicated that Swarkus is still alive, but... Does anyone have a healing serum or some other way to heal? Swarkus is gravely wounded. I can heal him if you request. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, power goes over, and um, I'm gonna cast Blessing of Youth at, um, Ooh. I mean, normally I'd say how bad he looked, but that looks pretty bad, so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to guess, it's just like, yep. But you can literally pick up his leg to kick his own butt with it, probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, uh, so yeah. tell me about this, how, how you euthan him. Not euthanize, you euthan <laughs> oh, him. God. Oh, oh, sorry, I misread it. It is blessing of euthanization. Um, no, oh, no, wrong spell. He takes out that sword and is like, just like slowly shoving it into the back. Oh, wait. He's just going to plant it upstate. This is a healing syringe. This is the sword. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, crap. Yeah, okay, I'll do it. I will there. And I just, um, I lay my palm on him, and um, which kind of, Opens up and oozes. I'm still looking like that um, uh, that security guard from earlier. Uh, but the palm oozes <laughs> out onto him, and I heal him for just enough to get him up, I guess. Okay. Eight. So I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it looks like Blessing of Youth only heals stamina points. 
Oh. Oh, really? Then someone else is gonna have to do something. Does anyone have yes. any healing or anything of that nature? Just pawns. Like a. So. <laughs> yep. While pawns all does. this. While all this is going on, uh, Soul has dropped their darkness and unfortunately has moved to the other side of the map to just try and look at where the tiefling like retreated, but they do pull out a serum of healing, hearing all the commotion and just kind of look back. Is anyone? Uh, Yeah, I'll run over and grab it. It'll take me a little bit. Okay, I'm going to roll something. Don't worry about it. Totally fine. Mm. Okay. Like he can't talk or anything, right? He's no, right now, breathing. completely unconscious, breathing, but barely. Okay. Want to roll forward, or do you want me to roll it? Griff sprints over to grab the healing serum. So you head over, which... <laughs> do you meet them halfway at all, Soul, or do you just wait for them to come to you? So, here's the question. If I get to the edge of the map and I look, can I see where that tiefling went? Do I, are they long gone yeah, so, from the start of the battle? That's gonna... Yeah, you had seen both Myrani and the shadow of this tiefling in a hallway that was kind of leading into this larger castle area. As you look at that hallway now, it appears to be empty. All right. Um, then yes, I will, I will head back and hand it off. Okay, so you guys do like a relay race where you yes. both sprint towards the center of this gigantic map and do a handoff. And then Scriff runs all the way back and tell me how you do this uh, injection. Give me some play-by-play. Okay, so Scriff is like uncorking the serum as he runs up to Swarkus and like can't slide really in this power armor very effectively. You need jetpacks on the back to like shh. Yeah. So like Ooh, instead nice. just takes like a running leap and then just slams into the ground <laughs> to force stop leaving like a little crater right next to nice. Swarkus. Cradles cradles his head and starts pouring the serum down his throat. This is such character growth for Scriff. Yeah. Save my life. It's the least I could do. So you give them the serum, which, uh, go ahead and roll the serum for me in a second. Uh, it's only three HP. Okay. So you see some of the wounds close, like, just a little bit, but he still looks pretty gnarly. And, again, because you got that good medicine check, he's not getting up after this. They've not returned to consciousness. So you can assume that Swarkus currently is in a coma. Swarkus. Swarkus? No, no, no. No. I can't have another death on my hands from someone I was trying to protect. Get up. Speaking of getting up, it is about this time that Pons is finally returned to consciousness and you are free to act now, Pons. Alright, and I'll and I'll tell him. I'm sorry to have to ask this of you so soon after reviving you, but I believe we have wounded who could require your assistance. Uh, wait. Who, who all is down? Brandon and Swarkus. Uh, Pons kind of, he stands up slowly and then just kind of barely floats off the ground, kind of like his feet are dragging. So Brandon looks like he's in a tree. I'm assuming he's below <laughs> it. I'm in the bushes. Yes. <laughs> he's laying down next to some bushes. Like, okay. Coughing the bushes and like his backside's out of the bushes. Yeah. 
<laughs> Failing to have the fainting couch, he went for a bush. It was the softest <laughs> thing he could find. Oh! <laughs> That's the exact noise that he Rose was making bread. when he got shot. <laughs> he drops his pistol on the ground, and it was the name of the pistol. Well, mechanically speaking, when you're knocked unconscious, you do drop all your equipment, so... No. <laughs> we'll punch you so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, if if R5E is coming over to finish you off, so. <laughs> <laughs> if Pons is doing uh, magical healing here, I'll probably leave that in his hands and try to help Scriff instead. Okay. Yeah, Scriff so. at this point is uh, leaving the armor to try and provide additional care. Like, oh. Scriff's oh, gonna no. like try and shake him awake. Because the soft boy in just every like, sense. Just like wiggle the blood out of him. Stupid. This is good. Get up. Dude, Scriffer, like deep in the heart of enemy territory. You're leaving the armor. Can I throw a medicine check to see if I can glean any more about his prognosis? Yeah, give it a shot. You probably won't get much more, if I'm being honest, but. I mean, and I I have a med kit. If there's anything I can do that, that Scriff can't. Yeah, you could attempt to do some treat deadly wounds to give him some more points in health. All right, let's go with that then. That's a 23 medicine. Hey, you have the reduced DC, so that works. Go ahead and get some health. And yeah, you're bandaging him up and you know, you can see basically a huge burn mark from the chest to the shoulder up to the side of the face. Both of you can tell that uh it's, his eyes aren't just closed, they're gone. He's in no condition to continue this fight. We need to put him in a safe location and return for him later. How far is the ship from here? Not even that far. You guys walked down this path a little ways and then got ambushed. I should still have a makeshift medical base set up from where I was treating Captain Espa, so I can put him in there. Okay. So, do you two want to take Swarkus onto the ship? I think it's a good idea. Okay. So you guys take some time to do that. Let's uh, let's jump over to Pons and Brandon over here. He's fully unconscious currently. Yeah. Yes. He's stable, but okay. has no points in any capacity. Yeah. So you're going to see Pons' body do that kind of floating angel thing as the neurons start to run a little bit of electricity down to his hands. And, uh, it's like, well, I'm glad I could pay you back for earlier. And, uh, I'm going to spend a resolve point there to heal him up 30 HP. Wow. Okay. Brandon, as this is happening, as you're flitting on the edge of life and death, your mind is unconstrained by all the worries of the world. The moment that had felt familiar to you just as the fight began works its way through your subconscious. More than anything visual, it's a tone, an accent, a voice that drags you back to Absalom Station. Your father, Alton Masters, had sent bodyguards to retrieve you from the home of your boyfriends, plural to bring you all the way to company headquarters in the Eye of Absalom, an unusual event in and of itself, since he was not a man containing great pride in a son drawn more to the flights of fancy than financial success, usually left you to your own devices. However, 
you never found out why he called you, because by the time that you arrived at the front steps, it was only to see your father and the whole board of carbonoid logistics being loaded into an armored van of the Absalom Crime Investigation Unit. That's a mouthful. <laughs> Not knowing what your father had gotten your family into, you found yourself frozen in a panic when a voice in your ears sent shivers down your spine. You better find yourself lost real quick, little masters. Lest you want to end up like your old man over there. You went to turn your head, but a large hand rested itself on top and prevented you from doing so. Vanish, boy. Was the last thing you recall as this memory fades just like you did into the city. Oh my god! <laughs> nice. Man. And then like when I, sh I guess like when I shoot back to consciousness, um, I like almost like sit up immediately out of my little bush that I was resting in. And I'm just like, daddy, daddy. I'm here, I'm here, son. Here's <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> your daddy. <laughs> Looks around and like, oh, like kind of like dusts himself off. Oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. Did, did we win? I think so. I, I've been unconscious. I think about the same time you are. Where <laughs> um, the, he then he then grabs um, Pons by the yeah. uh, by the collar and like pulls yeah. him in close and whispers, "Did we look good doing it?" Always. <laughs> That's the right answer. <laughs> and I try to like pick him up as much as I can, trying to float backwards with my like negative two strength or whatever it is. <laughs> Brandon uh, goes and collects his equipment. Um, goes and like kind of like dusts off his hat a little bit, looks down at himself, and he was like, Oh no, that bastard, that rat bastard will pay for this. What, what, what'd he do? Oh, oh, this tie was one of a kind. I'll never see its like again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, there's nothing I can do for it. <laughs> Damn it, Pons. With your, you're, you're the magic man. You, you can surely do something for, for the tie here. I can heal your body, but I can't do anything about I your like tie. How they both are in the corner, just like <laughs> crying over the tie. <laughs> From one suit man to another, I feel it. Love that you have anthropomorphized your fashion. <laughs> I guess magical healing only affects the physical, not the emotional. He like no he pulls his head off his hat and like holds it over his heart. <laughs> Rest in peace, baby blue. Named your tie. <laughs> oh, he's named every part of his suit. Are you kidding? Oh, oh man. No. And not uh, just the suit, trust. <laughs> uh, about this time, I think Scriff and 5e yeah. start walking back out of the uh yeah. the ship. Scriff's back in his armor. Just to, just in time to have missed all of these things that would call our judgment into question about letting these people come with us. Uh, and I'll be trying to locate them as well. Ons. Brandon, how are you feeling? I've been better. The physical pain is relieved, but sadly, some scars run too deep, honey. Yes. I feel the same. That was quite the blast there. Um, you were also attached to your, your tie in the inside there? What? Anyway, well, anyway. 5e pulls out a small toolkit and starts repairing 
loose circuits and panels on his chassis and looks around for a second and says, we'd better rest up. I have a feeling it's only going to get more adversarial from here. And I will take a 10 minute rest. Well, okay. I will just say, if you all kind of look over to the edge of the map where Sol was standing, Sol is gone at this point. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, she's as, out there. As all of the healing started to be administered, uh, they kind of, we're in a dome. I assume we can see stars. Or is uh, it yeah, dimly absolutely. lit? Yeah, you guys are on the dark side, so you can absolutely look up and see stars. They uh, looked towards the stars and said, I need your help here, love. And spent a minute looking very badass, standing with their sword and their <laughs> the long headscarf kind of blowing in the breeze. And then spent a resolve point to go invisible. And Oof. using their uh, defy gravity, sprinted forward down that dark hallway so they would only touch the ground every six seconds and ran about 30 seconds ahead, scouting and looking as much as they could um, and will kind of get as far as they can get within 30 seconds to just see what's there because we've already been ambushed once and I would like to know if it's going to happen again. Nice, smart. But uh, as far as you all know, you look up and Soul's gone. All right, well, then I'm going to pull you and you alone into the next map. Oh no, I will Gasp. message Sol once we notice, but it'll probably be a few minutes. Sol, are you all right? It's busy. <laughs> you just, you look and it's just been left on red. Like, <laughs> oh God. Automated uh, text like it replies. I'm driving, we'll respond later. <laughs> going through a tunnel, sorry. Like actually, yes, going through a tunnel at this moment. Okay, um, so Soul, I will come back to you in just a second. What, is there anything else that you guys want to do while you're out here in the field before you follow where presumably Soul went? I'm also pointing um, out I've only got one minute of invisibility, so I'm not spending very long in here. Uh, that's bad. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I want to look at these SROs that we defeated okay. sure. and kind of get a feel for like maybe who made them or if you want to look at one Paro's staring at one just um in the bush it's kind okay. of just, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> ignore I'm trying to cast um thing earlier it's just staring at this um yeah sure SRO, the downed ones I'll, in the bush. I'll walk up next to Para and gaze down at the SRO that is defeated in the bush and uh say do you know anything about these Anything that you can glean that might give us an advantage? Not from looking, but if you can help me, I might be able to try something. Sure. What can I do? I'll do do something creepy. I need you to hold it up like a a puppet. Arms under the arms, arms out. Scriff reaches out with powered armor and easily holds it up. Let me cue the lonely goat herd from the sound of music <laughs> for this scene. Um, these frames, are, like, they're, they're bigger than, than Paul's original than, um, Paul's size, right? They're still medium category, but they're definitely more like built out because they were armor plated and that kind of thing. So they're more like military drone-ish than the frame that you're on at the moment. Um, yeah. Power, um, the visage of the security guard um, begins to melt 
as Pyro takes their original form. And then it's almost like a hug as they forcibly transfer themselves from this spent SRO unit they've been piloting this whole time into this new one. Whoa! Oh, yes. Hug yeah, me, so brother! Just, oh, absorbs <laughs> it's like around. a sea slug moving into a new shell. Yeah, awesome. basically. <laughs> oh my gosh. Amazing. I love it. Yeah, so as like your ooze kind of reforms and starts to get used to this shape, you know, you're still holding this thing, Scriff, and you can see that it's now like a little more bulky than Para used to be as this other frame that you guys all worked on just crumples to the ground, abandoned. Awesome. This, it, it's in part, it looks ancient. This, uh, the old frame looks like it's been in the desert for years. And it's all rusted and it's come apart. Oh, wow. Far older wow. than you found it. Interesting. He uh, cleaned it to an extreme. <laughs> um, but, Power, um, you feel in your arms that Power wiggle slightly. You may put me down now, Scriff. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, what, what was that all about? I feel that these new uh, SROs we have found may be more suited to the uh, rough and tumble life you people lead. Ah, okay. Good idea. Also, I think it makes me look good. <laughs> oh, yeah, looking fit and tone right now. <laughs> yeah, does it, like, go back to looking like Para? Because Para really changed the look of the other SRO. This SRO, currently with Para, the, the shape is configuring as they talk. It's like seeing liquid without gravity. Okay. <laughs> it's not <laughs> creepy at all. Uh, but but Para, as much as it can, bows at you or nods at you. Says thank you. I will let you know if anything comes up and right. um, wanders away to uh, survey the other sorrows. Right. Uh, can I uh, glean some information off of these units before I <laughs> transformed Para into one of them? <laughs> before Para sure. eats them all. Or all, all absorbing all Just of them to create their a way around the place. Yeah. Waka, 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 waka. <laughs> Ends up looking like a Gundam. Yeah, uh, you could give me culture. I would also take engineering. Um, yeah, engineering 41. Yeah, I'd, I'll only take culture. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's too good. Uh, okay, so yeah, what you're getting from these things is first off, you see an emblem on all of these things, and it says Infernix Core, and you see a very familiar-looking trident. In fact, you saw this in 5e's memory when those soldiers came in and executed the family of Myrani. And you're also noticing that these are pretty top-of-the-line SROs. Like, you've worked on a few in your time, including 5e, and this is this is pretty cutting-edge stuff. Okay. So what you're saying is it's not an inferior model. <laughs> it's at least comparable. Just because the hardware is adequate does not mean that the programming is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to be clear, Adam, to make sure yep. that it's uh, a, not a misunderstanding on my part, sure. but my understanding is that SROs are like sentient that's s is sentient robotic Correct. organism so they have a soul 
Are you trying to find one? Uh, no, I have a I, soul is, is up, up the road, but uh, <laughs> does like the power armor have like a soul detector built in? <laughs> You got soul. <laughs> it's different from like just a robot. Yes. Like I okay. would know that these are SROs. You would know that these are SROs. And what you can see is, again, because you've worked on 5e, is that they're not put together quite the same. They seem to be more like if it was a spectrum, 5e is more on the humanoid side. These are a little bit more on the robotic side. So while yes, they technically seem like they probably have a soul, their programming seems more limited in what they can do. Do they have free will? Ooh, that's debatable. Uh, judging by what you're looking at, you would say probably not. Like, something has been changed, so that is no longer the case. Okay. You can build a mindless slave race if you want to do that kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. Doesn't sound great, don't get me wrong, but yeah. <laughs> it's not great, but you can. You're taking away more chances to make Scriff feel guilty. <laughs> it's an interesting That's a good line to draw it is, there. It so. is. Mm. I'm not sure how Scriff would feel about it. Like, having worked on all these machines and technology before, like, Scriff recognizes deeply that there comes a point where if something has achieved sentience, that, like, they are now free to decide their own fate. And yeah. if their decision brings them into conflict with you and you have to take them down, though, that is equally a free decision yes and and that is what Scriff <laughs> is uh, trying to process right now as you process that we're gonna jump over to soul so soul you know your character is on this new map so as you're kind of exploring here why don't you go ahead and describe what you're seeing a whole way that's shorter than I expected it to be which is rather annoying um, rather elegant if not slightly gruesome rug and um, what looks to be some large closed double doors. Super dimly lit. What do you do from here? All right, well, uh, using my Defy Gravity so I'm not stepping. There's not mm -hmm. at least footsteps if anyone's listening. Uh, I do want to go up to the door. However, I like it. I would like to just, as I'm going, check to see. I'm sure there's not murder holes, but I mean, this place is a little weird <laughs> and creepy, so maybe there's murder holes in the hall. It's worth checking. And okay. um, I'd like to just test and see if the door's unlocked. Yep. Go up to the door, turn the handle, swings open silently. And as this does so, go ahead, give me a perception check as you look for murder holes and things of that nature. That's going to be a 23. 23. Okay. You see a few things as you look around in here. This hallway is fairly well lit with these old style torches. And as you begin to look around the corners, you're seeing some statues placed along it as well. It's very ornate in here. However, it doesn't look terribly well tended because there seems that there was like plants and stuff, but they're all long dead. And with that role, as you start looking around, something catches your attention right above you. 
It's not a murder hole, but it does look like some sort of hatch that could open. Do with that what you will. So how, how about how long has it taken me? I've got a short window of time. I've got to try and be aware. Yeah. <laughs> well, the way you described it, you hopped your way in there and floated through the room, opened some doors quietly and looked in. So this has only been a matter of a few seconds at most. All right. Well, I am invisible, so I'm going mm-hmm. to grave stepping under the hatch. I'm not going to stand on this hatchy thing in the middle of the floor. Um, yeah, it's this brass square with a little glass dome in the middle that's inlaid into the ground. I'm going to look right and I'm going to look left like, for my orientation. See if I can figure out if it looks like I'm happy to do a survival check, if mud prints on the carpet or anything. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you want to like investigate a little more? I, I'm like, trying more to figure deeply? out which way this thing went and then just... I assume the tiefling and Maroni went through here. Yeah, that was kind of the perception roll, so I gave you a good layout. Um, That doesn't mean there isn't more to find, it's just that's what you saw on this glance. Yeah, I want, real quick, just can I see footprints of the carpet and anything that looks disturbed where someone came through here quickly? Yeah, since you're looking for particular things, go ahead and give me another perception roll. Yeah, only 20. Still 20. Okay. So a couple things you notice as you step in a little further is one of the statues to your north is missing and there's drag marks that look like they've gone all the way down towards the door that you're next to. It's the door that's like directly in front yeah, of me? Yeah, adjacent okay. to you, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, and do you look around the room in general? Are you moving? Are you staying in place? I'm going to be as efficient as I can with these 30 seconds and kind of stay put and just look and then turn around and book it out before my invisibility drops because murder holes, maybe. (laughs) That's fair. Okay. With the short time frame you have, that's kind of all you get at the moment. All right. Then I'll do exactly as I said and turn my gray self back around and (laughs) whoosh back out. Okay. Back out on the field. So... Scriff, as you're examining these SROs on the ground, um, the weapons they were using catch your eye. So essentially what happened is these SROs, aside from the one with the giant laser cannon, all more or less seem to be using the same thing. You see a small rail gun. It looks like a long arm. And as you kind of look this thing over, you find a button on the front and you press it and this bayonet shink, shoots out of the front. So it's got this built-in attachment to it. And oh. since you guys are kind of looking around, I'm just gonna give you what you find and you guys can decide if you want to take these, if they're upgrades for you or whatnot, or just leave them on the field because it's not worth carrying around this much weight. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wander over to Scriff looking at this rogan uh, and point to the, the tattered remains of the cloak thing it was wearing. Are you going to use that? Um, <laughs> it's a half-exploded, half-torn cape. <laughs> While it was functional, it looked pretty cool, so I thought, hmm. Go ahead. Thank you. And he just yanks it up and uh, then <laughs> wanders away again, checking out. I'm so happy that I know the Pokemon origins of that exchange. <laughs> Fashion is very important to Para. Well, uh, Pond likes it, so Para's, Para's interested. 
Are there any uh, Digimon rings on these uh, SROs? <laughs> Digimon <laughs> rings? Digimon rings? We need a tag or a crest. Yeah, they're enslaved. Oh, gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> they have restraining wow. bolts. Yeah, Man, restraining bolts. What a deep that. cut, Cooper. <laughs> Good one. Always what we look for. All right, so the railgun is a 1d10 damage. Long arm, like I said, piercing, has that bayonet attachment to it. You also find a few frag grenades. Uh, Mark II, you find three of them. So if you guys want to take those, you're welcome to. Um, and the final thing is called a rotating pistol tactical on their side. Uh, those are standard piercing 2d4 per shot. You guys can essentially load up on those up to like four of them because they're just kind of on these robots that you destroyed. I'll take a pistol. Okay. It's a pretty good pistol. Yeah. Okay, so one's going to Scriff. Who else wants one? Who else wants one? They're hot. Bye, Got it. I'll take one. Okay, Paws wants one. You got it. I'm not there, but if someone saves one. It's like half half a damage higher than one of my other guns, which yeah, is actually um, fine. Uh, there's only one left, correct? Yeah. Para, did you want it? Um, or... no, if you, no, you take it. Go ahead. Is it better than yours? Uh, Para, I will say that since you took over this frame... You seem to know how to use that railgun. Like, it looks oh, pretty easy for oh. you. Oh, cool. That is That's cool. Fun. Don't need no lousy pistol when you got I that thought, railgun. I thought Swift was after, but okay. <laughs> yeah, if you want to take the long arm, go ahead. All right. Paul comes back and goes, I'm sorry, are you also using that? Uh, no, I think I'm good. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> picks it up and walks away again. <laughs> I'll take the uh, I'll take the the last uh, rotating pistol and I'll go over to uh, Pons and uh, I'll show I'll pull out one of my um, I'll pull out one of my hand coil pistols and mm -hmm. uh, I'll go over to Pons and I'll just say uh, I don't mean to trouble you after you've already done so much magical magicness for me <laughs> I don't know what the f <laughs> all that <laughs> magical magicness uh, magical magicness kind of, kind of look at my hands like yeah I uh, hate to disturb you after being so magical to, uh, to me so far this this fine evening but I was wondering if you could put this on this um, any points um, on to the fusion that's on his hand coil and ask if you can transfer it over to the new uh, pistol what was the fusion uh, it's a level three fusion conserving uh, is that a mystic roll? I think you can just do it as long as you have enough uh, ranks in um, uh, mysticism equal, or it might be. I don't, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know what the physical appearance of that would be. I want to say it's like a 10-minute thing. I believe it is 10 minutes, yeah. And yeah. I'm pretty sure you're right that if you have enough ranks, which I'm sure someone on this team does. As as, <laughs> so if somebody oh, had... I've got a lot. <laughs> If somebody has three ranks in mysticism, oh, then they can do it. it. But it does take like 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't be now, but it just, I'll hold on to the pistol for now until we can do it. Oh, yeah, I, I can set that on top of that. Uh, yeah, that's definitely <laughs> within my capability. I think at the moment we're going to be rushing in and fighting a giant uh, yeah, devil-looking guy. But right after that, we should be good. Sounds good to me. That's something to look forward to. So 5e has been waiting further up the path, and when he sees Saul emerge from the complex, we'll address them directly. Did you perform reconnaissance? It's less of a emerging, it's more of they just up here. 
Ah. <laughs> drops the invisibility. They emerge into reality. Um, and they kind of, they've been, again, uh, divine gravity, so they kind of drop, and they're very slightly favoring one ankle. Like, short hallway, trapdoor above at the end. Be careful. Not sure if they went right or left. Understood. Are we taking ten? I think it would be a good idea. Are you injured? I'm fine. But I could Are take you ten. certain? Yeah. I can administer medical care if needed. You're very kind. I'm fine. Very well. You performed well in that battle. Didn't do badly yourself. Hans stuffs a bunch of fruit into his pockets and then proceeds to. Okay, so these things are like grapefruit size. How big are your pockets, Pons? I just my my clothes if I have to, but like carefully. <laughs> I'm right next to Pons, so it. I'll uh, if if your pockets are too full, Brandon will open up his backpack and just uh, so you can uh, you can stash a couple in there if you if you're hungry. Why yeah. are you stealing like, their produce? Just like semi-klepto. Just they like shot at us, Griff. Here you go. As far it's as I'm concerned, this produce is free game. Are they good? And Soul's like it's stuffing not a couple of those market. giant poofy pants. No, they don't taste good, but they're really glowy and kind of shiny. Might be useful later. Try. Let's just go. Uh, Scriff will take the lead as we move into the building. Yeah, I'm going to be squarely in the back after, uh, you know, almost dying last fight. Yeah, I'm happy where I am. I'm happy to look after everyone's backside. Kind of like Cox's eyebrows. Mm. Yeah, Pyro's Par- in front and currently has no backside or any discernible features. They are much <laughs> taller, though, so enjoy I that. I would love the opportunity to explore uh, your abilities in, in more detail. Is Para, Para unflankable? <laughs> <laughs> That's what Brandon's trying to find out. That is exactly what Brandon's uh-huh. trying to find out. I feel like their attention can be one direction. They're like focused yeah. on that, and then They're they can still tank, move back. Which is what happens when, as they, as as um, Brandon says that, Pyro's still walking forward, but the eyes swivel around the back. There's not a lot of intonation to the eyes, but there's like a, a brief down up look at Brandon, and then back around to the front. <laughs> I'm just glad that Pyro is on our team. Little anime. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right, All right. Yeah, we're going to open that door right there. That door is currently open unless Soul closes it on their way out. No, but uh, Scrift Darling, there's some kind of hatch above it. Do be aware, it didn't trigger when I went through it invisible, but you're far from invisible. Right. Hmm. Got some grenades. We could throw one of those up there. I'll take a look at it as well as we step through. I'll, sure. I'll move, I'll move a little bit forward. I believe detonating explosives would surrender the element of surprise we currently have on our side. I'm rather sure we're not surprising them. Twenty throw a fruit perception. up to it? I'm going to have you do an engineering check since you already knew it was there. Okay. So go ahead and give me one of those. 35. 35. Yeah, it looks like it's semi-concealed up in the roof. But you can tell when a turret's going to come out of a roof. Like, you know what that looks like. Okay, can I hack it? There's no, like, visible port that you can see, so you might have to open the hatch to do that. Okay, except I have remote nanites that can hack things from 30 feet away. It's closed at the moment. Okay, (laughs) can I open it and then hack it? That's what I'm saying. You gotta open that thing first. Okay. Uh, Script just like opens it, runs back. <laughs> Do yeah, we right. need to has back a stick up a bit. that just like yeah. <laughs> take a step back. 
I think it will be fine, but you know, just in case. And I'm doing this from my maximum range as well. <laughs> okay. Which is uh, 30 feet, I believe. Okay. So are you just trying to yank it open? No, I delicately pry it open. Mm, delicately prying it, I see. Let me have... One second, let me look through the list. I always forget what's on here. <laughs> you know, I guess oh, I would no. take an engineering on that too, because like you're trying to open a mechanical device. Yeah, well, uh, that's only a 26. That is pretty low, considering. Only a 26. <laughs> only 26. Only a 26. Mm. But was that a natural oh. five? Natural eight. Eight. Mm. Can I assist with the engineering? Uh, you're going to try to help him open this thing? Yeah, why not? Uh, Rand will move forward <laughs> um, and say, no, you got to jiggle it a little bit like this. Um, and you'll roll an assist. jiggle it. I, look, I'm jiggling it, okay? <laughs> you got to get a little more jiggy with it, honey. I'm jiggling it as hard as I can. What do you want from I me? I hate the images my mind is supplying. Same. And like the way, Same. like he's like shaking his bottom yeah, while he's jiggling right? it. Like the whole body is gyrating. And he's moved in front of everybody, so jiggling. you can't That's miss true. this. It's just happening. I like to imagine that Soul and 5e like exchange a look. <laughs> and that's a that is an assist, so that goes up to a 28. 28? Okay. Just a very subtle shifting of the LEDs sideways. Hans is just <laughs> nodding, agreeing with them. Yeah, yeah, jiggling. That makes sense. Para with watching and going, I see you. Jiggling. You are allowed to jiggle, Para. <laughs> so you. you guys pull open this hatch, and as you do, from the ceiling, this turret <laughs> drops down and clanks into place. Oh but boy. it doesn't seem to immediately like spin around and try to target you. Instead, what happens is a person with the appearance of a handsome, older Demaio Lashunta with this ghastly pale Ooh. skin, gray hair, and this tailored white butler suit suddenly blurs into view out of thin air, and they're standing on that brass and glass thing you had been looking at, Sol. They, they just, like, popped into view? Yeah, they just, and we're there. Probably a hologram. Oh. And they do this small, dignified bow. Welcome, honored guests. I am V.I. Hannaford. Please allow me to assist you during your stay. They kind of look up at what you guys are doing. Oh, hello. Do you require assistance? Jiggle, 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 jiggle. Uh, <laughs> um, I see you've caught us at a disadvantage. Just want to make sure that this isn't going to shoot me. I have received no orders in order to have you executed at this moment. Oh, that's good. Anyway. And they stand there and just wait for you. Oh, <laughs> Could you turn it off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slowly start backing backing up behind Scriff. Who has ad admin access to control this security system? That would be the masters of the household. I believe Scriff dovetail that you have a meeting with them scheduled. He gestures towards the small door. Can you remind me of their names? The turrets are controlled by Lord Myrani Curden. End of list. Okay. So Sol is going to lean towards 5e. Does this seem at all familiar to you? I do not recall there being any sort of butler employed on the premises, although I would wager that that is most likely a programmed hologram and not an actual person. 
Should I roll an engineering to uh, see if that is a hologram or not? Yeah, go ahead. That's an 18 to identify. Okay. Yeah, the way that it just kind of blurred into view and the fact that they haven't moved from the position that they're standing, it is most likely a hologram controlled by a VI or something like that. I chuck a rock at it. <laughs> it is... Well, that's just rude. Yeah, I'm going to keep trying to hack into this turret. <laughs> Clearly, okay. it believes that that we are operating on a guest protocol. Using my using my remote hack. <laughs> are you trying to do it subtly, or you're just doing it? It has to make a perception <laughs> check in order to notice that I'm the one doing it. Okay, you got it. I'm gonna roll real quick. Can I? Uh, I know this is. I know this isn't how this skill is is um is used. But like, can I try to you uh, roll a bluff check to do a diversion while Script does that? Sure, that sounds good. <laughs> okay, so um, Brandon will move forward into the room, right under that turret, and then just say, "My word, you have impeccable taste in this uh, in this abode, sir. Uh, I would be I would love to uh, hear the the details of its architecture, its construction, and I would I'd love to discuss this if I could uh, possibly get you to come off of that little uh, platform you have there. Maybe take a better look at you up close." I'm gonna roll a, a bluff check on that. Okay, it's a twenty-two. Not at all, it is. <laughs> uh, he looks over at you, Brandon, and says, "I apologize. I am unable to move from this position. There are other plates, much like this, within the abode. However, I am constrained to those and only those positions. If you wish to observe my appearance, you may come closer and do so." Oh, threatened me with a good time. Uh, so Brandon does get closer. Um, just again, just trying to like, I know it's like a, a hologram and probably is observing through cameras mounted all throughout the house, but still just trying to block his eyesight while Script is doing <laughs> Not talking to him, just blocking his Might I right. help you with anything, sir? Hmm. <laughs> Mm, mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> doing just a bunch of that <laughs> For that observation, um, what did they need to beat to see you, Scriff? Yeah, you're gonna have to beat a DC 23. Okay. I will tell unless, you that. Unless Brandon improved that. I will tell you that because Brandon came in and started distracting, <laughs> it doesn't appear that you've been noticed. At least no move has been made Ooh, to nice. stop you. All right. Hey guys, uh, this is telepathically. I don't mean to startle anyone, but I think that guy's a ghost. I can't sense any thoughts coming from him. He's a hologram, Pons. You're adorable. Uh. <laughs> now that I'm not on the clock, I'm going to move over here and look at this where this statue was. Absolutely. And I also noticed that 5e has moved into the room. 5e, as you do, uh -oh. this hologram turns to you and says, SRO unit in R5E. According to records, you are 2,492 galactic standard days late for duty. This has been noted in your file, and a performance meeting has been scheduled. <laughs> oh, of course, yes, I will add that to my calendar. <laughs> Quick math here. Almost seven years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, that, that follows. Does 5E recognize this hologram? Was this its favorite when... when about. As this thing is talking to you, you're beginning to get this brief impression. You've seen this figure before. 
And since you know you've been here, it may well have been in an operation at the same time you were. I do not recognize it specifically. It appears to be a rather common variant of a household virtual intelligence unit used for administering staff, allocating resources, greeting guests. Yes, the eye Hannafords are found all over Eoxian-built moons, castles, and any other dwellings. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do a uh, computer's check to get this uh, hack on this turret, and I got a 33. Not to sound like Brandon, but it would be nice to have something watching our backsides. Okay, 33. As you hack into this thing, you find that it's essentially got one rudimentary program, which is a target lock and fire. So it has a job, and that is about all it does. Can I add us as uh, safe? Like, can I can I add us as non-threatening targets? Okay, with your role, yeah, you can add a quick little line of code that just for this particular turret. It now this has you guys turret, as friendly. Oh, okay. <laughs> you could just yeah. turn it off. Non, non-fireable targets, so we're now all NFTs. Well, okay. Yes. Oh, we've uh, done it. Redacted. Uh, <laughs> changed my mind. <laughs> I unhack it and make it target this party only. <laughs> all right. Uh, for people looking around, give me perception rolls, please. Yay. Uh, I'm a guy role. who likes looking at stuff. <laughs> 20 perception. 20? Only a 12. 33. 19. 33. You guys have heard some of the description before, and Pons, you're standing right next to Sol, who is kind of pointing out these drag marks. And yeah, it looks like one of these, there's some kind of angelic statues around this area. It looks like one of those has been just completely dragged down the hall in through the door that you guys are next to. A statue? Yep, a big statue. It looks am, really heavy. Okay. Am I seeing this right? Are those bleeding or bloody angels? <laughs> Is that what I'm seeing? Where are you doing the I think from? that's just a trick of the light. Okay. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you were trying to say like weeping angels like Doctor Who. And I'm like, uh, those are not good either. Now, which okay. way is the, the track marks going towards Adam? Toward the door, it looks yes, like. Yes, towards the door. With a 33, though, Pons, I'm also going to give you something else that you spy out of the corner of your eyes. You're just kind of, you follow the tracks over to the door, and way down on the other side, like right in a corner, you see something, I don't know if it's scuff marks, but as you move closer, it looks like you might have found some footprints. Some like mud Ooh. was tracked. Detective Pons is on duty. I hope <laughs> that statue became alive. You turn around and one of the statues that was in a corner is a little closer than it was last time. Uh, <laughs> no. Oh my God. Don't blink. Uh, yeah, I'll head over there. I don't know if there's a separate skill for checking for secret doors or anything like that. Um, the perception? Or I think it's still science? perception in this. Okay. Well, do you want me to give that again? Unless you or? have like profession uh, detective nope. or something. Door Pro secret. <laughs> profession <laughs> secret <laughs> door finder. So since Sol and Ponce were kind of poking around mm -hmm. the same-ish statue, Sol's going to wander over and... Sure. 
Yeah, Pons is looking at some mud on the ground or something like that. Is this the one here with the um, with the statue missing? The statue missing is up north right here. Yeah, it's in that oh, little alcove. Yeah, there's a little alcove missing. Yeah, it should mirror the one that 5e is standing next to, but it does not. Ah, uh, gotcha. Can okay, I, can uh, I, I think I have a this alcove if there's anything unusual about it. As far as you can tell, it just has this mark of where something was, and it's just a kind of an empty space. So, yeah, it was definitely one of these statues, judging by the size. Hans and Sol, go ahead, give me perception again as you investigate this area particularly. Uh, do you want us to do separate rolls, or do you want Sol to assist? You can do separate, it's fine. A... 26. Either way. Assist. Oh, okay. That's fine. <laughs> Did you roll badly? <laughs> <laughs> well, number one, narratively... <laughs> like, but yes. Fair enough, fair enough. I did a 12, so I can assist, okay, but I'm so not yes, getting any other assist. way. <laughs> then what's your total, Pawns? 28 total. 28 total? Okay, as you come over here, you see there's a large picture. It looks like this beautiful field with flowing trees and mountains and this nice little river. And you look around this thing and kind of feel it, and you can see that just at where like the ground connects to the wall it looks like there's just this little bit of scuff damage like maybe something has moved here okay uh can i pull the picture off the wall yeah absolutely <laughs> this thing um, is three times as big as you i want to wait on it uh, hey, uh, guys, there is, like, <laughs> statues that are moving over on the north side. And down here, there seems to be someone that walked into the wall. I want to check it out. Very strange. Bad indeed. programming. They just kept walking into it over and over. <laughs> I'm Maybe some sort of a hidden access panel. Having had this point out, pointed out, I'll kind of slide up to Scriff. Do you think we could do anything about the hologram temporarily. There might be something interesting you'd like them to not see. Uh, perhaps? Scriff Dovetail, your first appointment is waiting just beyond these doors. Affirmative. Please, I'll, I'll take care of it. You may shut down now. <laughs> okay, go away. <laughs> <laughs> you are dismissed. And like, dismissed. it's very clear that uh, their objective is to get you to go through this door because that's where your appointment is. So they just kind of stare at you. All right, then I am going to walk through the door. Okay. Uh, Scriff, now wait just a moment there. Don't go on alone now, and Brandon will follow you. Okay, so, yeah, who's going where? I know Pawns is down south, uh, in our 5e is too. Wherever, where's everyone going? Uh, I, uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't looking at anything, so I guess if I notice Scriff now walking the off. Party. Split the party. Yeah. Split the party. <laughs> it's rough, but... I'm feeling it. We have a big enough group. Soul is like very frustrated looking from Scrooge, Ivy, and, and Pons, and back. Yeah. I'll buy you some time. Because, like, Fivey kind of feels like he ought to go, go with Scriff, but he also thinks maybe Pons needs backup, and if we can find a secret way through, we might be able to take him by surprise. Matt, okay. I suggest you know. that we have. I think if we do, um, like, uh, Brandon, Scriff, and Para, that's a good. Because, like, you know. Scripts, yeah. ridiculous AC. Yeah, I think like, you know, can we tank can, everything. We can hold our hold our own for a moment, and then if we need you, we can. We're in calm range. All right. Mara, dear, do you want? Do you mind uh, giving us a hand in here? Of course. Let us go. Okay. 
Split the party, so, I guess! Scriff. <laughs> this never so, happens. <laughs> this appears to be a matter of subterfuge. I believe your skill set would be more useful with us. Sol is going to give Brandon a very hard look that just says, watch out for them without words, and then we'll saunter away. Do a nod in acknowledgement and a little wink at the end of it. <laughs> very subtle. Okay, so this door slides open easily. You just push them open and you step inside. I step inside. Okay, I don't wanna pause right there so no one can do anything. Uh, <laughs> oh boy. Uh, my blood pressure. Looks like it's monologue uh, time, kids. <laughs> you open the door and peer inside. There's this large open hall with a stone fountain as the focus of the room. Animal head trophies adorn the walls of the crimson clad room and oddly placed beds are strewn about the area, some overturned. At the base of the large double staircase at the back of the room is that same Demaya Lashunta. Standing before them, coming up scarcely to waist height, is a young Yasoki boy. Scriff, you recognize Tank, twin brother of Balmer. His wrists are cuffed and they're holding something in the, their hands. Their eyes turn up as they see the door open and the secondhand crew standing there. Whoever's at the door, go ahead and give me a perception check. I got a natural 20 for a 30. Nice. Ooh, okay. Whatever else got. That's a, a natural four for a 12. That's not as impressive. No. Yeah, it makes sense. It that way. <laughs> or is it just impressive in the opposite direction? Uh, 23, so you're still good. <laughs> okay. So as you step into this room, there's this synchronized movement that happens. You look around and you see a bunch of those same hatches you had just pried open all around the room begin opening up and these turrets come down from the ceiling <laughs> and as they come down they target lock on your younger brother but the thing you notice because you rolled a natural 20 is that tank's eyes look very strange right now there's almost this orange hue to them and they're not moving any particular normal way. They don't seem to be excited to see you or hopeful. They're just staring almost emptily at you. Scriff opens up the helmet on his armor and looks at his brother and says, Tank, are you okay? Are you hurt? They stand there in silence staring at you. And Tank. the VI speaks up. The master of the household has asked me to stand in their stead. They ask that you deliver on your end of the agreement. Mr. Dovetail, if you would please upload schematics of the most current iteration of your armor to the datapad, and they gesture down to the thing that Tank is holding. At this time, I have been instructed to play the following message. That if any mischief were to transpire, this little Yusoki here would have to expire. And I do hate to break up a pair. End of message. Well, 
the only plans I have are this prototype. So how should I do this? If you wish to disembark and leave the armor in a conveniently located position that can be carried off for examination, that would suffice. You'll let my family go? I do not have the ability to authorize that. However, they gesture down to tank. This one will be free to go. Scriff looks down at the armor he's wearing and sends a telepathic message to 5e. Ooh, let's with go. With the technopathic node embedded in his throat. Operations paying off already. 5e, things aren't looking good here. Tank is here. The tiefling is not. Acknowledged. Stall for time. We're trying to see if there's a side entrance. Okay. Scriff will slowly begin to step out of the armor. Oh no! <laughs> I, the way I'm envisioning is, usually it takes like an action or a move action to get out. It's taking you so long to get out. It's like yeah. one thing opens at a time <laughs> instead of everything. Yeah. Yep. Let me just check all the yep. safety before I get out. <laughs> no. Oh, oh no, that's sticking. Can I, uh, can I, can I uh, walk in? You can do whatever you want. I just need to transfer ownership, release controls. Uh, Brandon's going to walk in um, and kind of hold his hand up to Scriff and be like, now hold on there, Scriff. This, uh, this, the other end of this party has proven themselves not to be too trustworthy since we've arrived on here. How can we be so sure that uh, Tank can be, how can we be so sure we can trust this, this, this person's words? Yeah. Why isn't Tank responding to me? What did you do to him? I have no permission to do anything to anyone. I am here to facilitate this conversation. And as Brandon walks into the room and moves over next to the armor, those turrets, just like as if to emphasize things, they turn on little laser pointers that all point directly on Tank's head. Okay, don't have to get too jumpy there. You know, we don't have to. We don't have to go. We're 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 just we're just talking. And then Brandon will go and reach behind his uh, his his jacket and pull out the tactical rotating pistol and just put it to the ground and say, "Look, I, I'm unarmed. I'm unarmed." Um, can I try to roll a bluff check on that? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. <laughs> While this conversation is happening, oh come on, <laughs> that good, huh? Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Let's uh, jump over to the other group real quick. Yeah, Parth, you're out in the hallway. Did you want to do something? Yeah, um, yeah Parth was going to follow Brandon, but seeing that the uh, turrets uh, emphasize their aim, it's going to stand at the door and not walk in just yet. Okay. But they have a they have a like, pretty clear view of inside the room. Okay. So down in the northern section, you guys are looking at this wall, and. Pawns, I believe you are going to pull off the painting, is that correct? Yeah, could someone help me out with the other side of this thing? It's a little bit above my, um, gladly. I'm just going to quickly look from the angel statue to the painting to the angel statue. <laughs> just in case, keep an eye on that just thing. Just because know. you're paranoid doesn't mean that I, I don't see anything that looks triggering, do I? Like, uh huh. No, the statue has not moved and, like, <laughs> the mouth hasn't opened and this barrel come out or anything like that. <laughs> All right. You are paranoid, but also they're out to get us. Yes. So it kind of cancels out. <laughs> Indeed. Just going to give it a dirty look and then come help with the. Yeah, pulling okay. that painting off. 
All right, so you guys start pulling the painting off the wall, but instead of it coming free, one side of it, where 5e is standing, comes out a little bit and then stops, and you hear this click sound from inside the wall. Mind if I just come over and pop my moat so we could maybe try and see in there better? Yeah, can I peer around there and give an engineering check to figure out what kind of mechanism this is? Yeah, absolutely. 21. 21? Yeah, as far as you can tell, it's some sort of latch that, when it's pulled, it probably unlocks something. Seems like it's some sort of unlocking mechanism, but I'm not certain what it's attached to. Mm, pull, pull harder. So we just ripped all the painting off. Right. <laughs> if you want to, you can give me an athletics check. Yeah, I mean, why not? Or should we see if we can disarm it rather than pull it further? Or not? Too late, 18. <laughs> <laughs> or not? All right. Too late. Okay, so... We're going to do the stupid thing first. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. 5e, you pull on this thing as hard as you can, and the other two that are watching, you notice the whole wall move forward a little bit and then come to a stop, and then like as he kind of releases, it moves back down. So what you're gathering from this is, this is a push door, not a pull door. Yes! Uh, <laughs> oh my god. Thank you, Adam. School for the gifted. <laughs> nice. Sorry, that was a, to me, that was a throwback uh, to the first session I ever ran. <laughs> it took him like five minutes to figure out what type of door it was because I was just like, wait, no, 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 it has to be. This is becoming a trope for the Emergency Power podcast because uh, the crew that I ran through Traveler also had some trouble. A lot of door issues, door. yes. I mean, doors are a common enemy in TTRPGs. Yes. Yes, indeed. Okay, so... You realize it is a push, and you slide this thing with this small rumble. <laughs> and as it opens, we're going to jump back over to the other side of this group. Uh, wait. Wait, no, I'm not ready. I don't like Keep this. going with them. Uh, so, I got a 19 on my bluff as I was putting my gun on the ground. Okay. The VI has no noticeable change in expressions, and the guns do not swerve in any other direction, so you are not sure whether or not it actually did anything. Uh, They're just waiting for Scriff. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta find another way to do it. Is there a way to like a, need more time? Like a medicine check something on um, on his brother? See like what's up with him? Mm, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah, you could do that. Shouldn't said medicine, but okay. Not for me. Um, uh, Br Brandon's trained. Yeah, before you guys throw out, I would also take mysticism. I already <laughs> rolled. Okay. Uh, okay. That's a 23. Nice. 23? Yeah. Is Para in the room now? They're, They're just the at watching. the door. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They didn't come in because they saw Brandon's entry exacerbate the situation. Doing what I do best. Yeah, sorry. Did uh, Mark, did you say what you had rolled? Oh, sorry. Um, If I can, then yeah, I'd like to give a quick little medicine roll. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, 17. 17. All right, so even though they're the furthest away, it's Para that kind of figures out what's going on. As you stare over this fountain in the middle of the room, you can only barely see this Yasoki because they're so small, but what you can see is their eyes, and you see that same orange t tinge to it, and you can tell that 
they seem to be mind controlled in some way. Oh. Then I um, send a telepathic message to. Can I do it to? Yeah, okay, to these two guys, um, to um, Squiff and Brandon, and I say, uh, Squiff, your your brother seems to be under some kind of mind control. Any attempt to try subterfuge may result in worsening situation. We should take great caution. Understood. All right. Scrift like continues to just <laughs> fidget with things on the armor. Like I need to make sure that it's in working order before I hand it off. There's lots of customizations and passcodes, <laughs> security measures that I need to disable. Ah, oh, no, password is a uh, uh, birthday. No, uh, Brandon's one, two, gonna three, try four, to four, filibuster. Five. No, <laughs> password with a one. No, <laughs> shit. Uh. <laughs> okay, so as we cut back over to the other group, all of these turrets, their barrels start to spin up as if they're preparing to fire. 5e pawns and soul. This thing swings open, and you see down a long, dingy hallway that's scarcely lit. It looks like it may have once been beautiful, like the entryway, but has not been tended to in a long time. And on the south side wall, every 15, 20 feet or so, you see this hard metal door. There's several of them down this hallway. Can I see that the... Well, I guess that would really be a matter of my dark vision range, but I'm assuming we can tell that that fourth door on the right-hand side is open. There is a door that appears to be open, and there's some dark splatters that are in front of it. All right. Um, I'm going to move into the room. Um, I'm assuming that these things that I'm standing next to currently the, that are jutting out from the wall are like locking and unlocking mechanisms. Is that correct? Uh, those are lanterns. Okay, sconces. Gotcha. Off. Sconces. Um, gotcha. Are there, any, are there any openings or viewports in the doors? Yep, they have those stereotypical cell little windows that you can slide open. All right, I'm checking each of these for occupants as I go by. Okay. The first one, you look in and you see laying on the ground is a tied up, bloodied, and beaten, what looks like is probably a Yusoki. In fact, this looks a lot like the figure that had been shown to you before the last battle. Gotcha. Second door you open, appears to be empty. All right, door number three. Inside you see another Yusoki. They look a little bit older, but they don't look as beaten as the last one. They still look in a bit of, they still look a bit worn, but they don't look like they've been tortured the same way. Okay. Anything interesting behind door four? Door four you walk to is completely open. You see on the ground that those dark spots were definitely blood. You look into the room and you can see that there's blood splatters on the bed it looks like someone was bleeding when they were pulled from this room. All right. The person in door three is conscious? They are unconscious. All right. I'm going to hurry up to uh, 5e and kind of grip his arm. We've got to get them out of here. Yes, but freeing them at this point might be more dangerous. 
We may want to leave them where they are until we can examine further. Let's check this last cell and then secure that door. You open this last cell and this one is empty as well. Um, then I'm going to move to the door where this big blood splotch is, and I'd like to roll perception to see if I can hear anything beyond it or, you know, if there's any anything I notice as far as locking mechanisms, traps, etc. Absolutely. That's a 20. 20. Okay, with a 20, you do hear something beyond this door. You can't really make out what is being said, but you hear voices, and it's almost rhythmic. And with that perception, I will also tell you that this door appears to be locked. Uh, since thought, how many creatures or brains are there behind this? What's within your 30 radius feet? of that? 30 feet? 30. Not too far. Okay, within 30 feet, you detect one mind, but it's unlike anything you've ever detected before. It's There's like a touch of human there, but it's also wild and feral and angry. Mm. Right. Oh. I'll tell Pons and um, Saul the door is locked. We may need a way of hacking through. It seems like it's a mechanical device, so you could potentially just pick it or force it somewhere. There's potentially something really scary behind this door. Its brain is all full of different pieces. All the more reason to breach it and eliminate the target then. So engineering to unlock that? Yep, go ahead, give me engineering. Right, 29. Ah, uh, this isn't going to be good. Bonds, perhaps hey. stay behind me. The lock was not a terribly difficult one, so tink, you pop it open fairly easily. But we're going to hop back over to the <gasps> other side of the group. <laughs> yep. I had to do it one more time before that bit gets old. <laughs> I am already drinking. Oh, you just started? As like the as the turrets begin like whirring up from where we were last in the scene, uh, Brandon readies an action to charge towards Tank as soon as uh, Scriff leaves his armor. Interesting. Okay, I'm gonna have Scriff. I'm gonna have you roll perception to see if you pick up on what Brandon's doing, so you have all the information when you decide whatever it is you're gonna do. Nineteen. Okay. Yeah, you see him tense up. He looks like a cowboy about to hit high noon. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sure there's a joke somewhere there. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm too stressed to think of it. <laughs> so, Scriff, what do you do? Keep it cool, Brandon. Keep it cool. All right. It's done. Give me back my brother. Okay. So, you fully emerge from the armor and stand out in front of it. Brandon, do you keep it cool or do you run for it? I I fucking bolt. Oof. Oh, oh my god. Okay. All right, you bolt for it just as Scriff gets out of the armor. Go ahead and move to where you want to move. And I don't know what the ranges we're talking about are here. It's it's double your speed, right? Charge, yeah. Yeah. Right, so, so I'm going to go I'd like to be like uh to provide, I'd like to be in a position where I can provide cover fire, uh, covering fire from uh, from one of these turrets. One of so the I'm turrets, thinking like okay. right here, because this is like a straight line. Straight so this, line, this yeah. Probably be good. Okay. Okay. So I'm, you can go and ahead and because do that. I'm charging and I don't have any of the like abilities that make charging good, my AC is like I think too <laughs> lower now. Yeah. 
And I'm also going to need an acrobatics check as you vault over the fountains. Nice. Okay. Oh, please. Oh okay, I'm God. putting public oh. so everyone can oh. see. Oh. Can time this. I can't even see the map. It's black for me. This oh. is so God. stressful. I know. It's just in shadow. Oh, my God. It's nice knowing you, Brandon. It's 50 feet, or 50 to 60 feet of oh. a dash. And you were so upset oh. that he was going to die, and now you're actively trying to kill Brandon. All right. What would you get, Brandon? 14. 14. Oh. Okay. So you take this full dash and you vault over the first lip. You get into the fountain. There's all these weeds that you're kicking up as you go. <laughs> you jump over and your foot catches as you do the second no. vault. And your charge is going to stop right on the oh other side my God. of that. Oh, <laughs> Damn. Jumping back to the other group. Does the <laughs> You'll have to wait in suspense. You son of a bitch. It's just like, like vaults into a water fountain, starts trying to like panic, <laughs> dash through it. He looked really cool until yeah. just the last right. second. Right. Oh my god. D20 systems. Right. You gotta Do love you it. open the door, 5e soul and pawns? Uh, yeah, I would look at them and, and say, be ready on three, one, two, Three and yank the door open. <laughs> Don't even have time to get a word out, soul. It's just door goes open. Hey, it's a bunch of dudes. Uh, oh, no. So you open this door, oh, no. and the room cleared of debris, and there's mm -hmm. this circle bathed in a red glow of candlelight, and in the circle lies a small struggling figure, an older female. Yasoki fights against their bonds as three soldiers clad in tactical gear are chanting in unison. Over to one side of the room, two misshapen creatures wreathed in shadows hover off the ground with twisted limbs clawing at a wrapped figure laying on an altar. A chest is off against one far wall. And I'm gonna need everybody to roll for initiative oh in the my next God. episode. You, no! you son of a bitch! No! You bring this game back right now! We're finishing <laughs> no! this! Yes! No, 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 no. Double episode! Double episode! <laughs> when life drains you down, charge up on the Emergency Power Network. Theme song Triangles by Diamond Ace. Find them at bandcamp.com. Music provided by Nicholas Judy of Dark Fantasy Studio at darkfantasystudio.com and Tabletop Audio. Find them at tabletopaudio.com. As well as Carl Casey of White Bat Audio. Find them at whitebataudio.com. Font Azonix by Mixo. Find them on Twitter at MixoFX. The Starfinder role-playing game, including its official lore and images, are the intellectual property of Paizo Incorporated, all rights reserved. Narrated by Danny Lee Collins.